What up, guys? It's the second episode of Create Mode Podcast. We're coming at you live in West Adams, Los Angeles from Pirate Studios. <laughs> this is Monica. You can find me on Instagram at Final Form Female or on Twitter at New Torture. If you are under the age of 23, don't follow me. <laughs> Wait, but I'm under the age of 23. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Ariane. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Pierce. That's like piercing, but the verb. And then Nickity, N-I-C-H-O-D-Y. Real Ace Attorney fans will know what that means. Yeah, you say that? Yeah, Pierce Nickity. It's I've a saying Pierce Pierce yeah. Nichody. That's, that's what my Finsta was, Big Chody. <laughs> and then, um, but it's a, it's like, a play on the word persnickety because that's what the character is like he's a surgeon so he's like persnickety um and then on twitter i am kamala harris 420 that might be changing once this episode drops though because i i I stole that from my friend and he kind of wants it back so okay i'm umbra you can find me on twitter and instagram at umbra abra i'm david oh is my mic on is it not i can't hear i can't hear you either oh Hello. Okay. Um, I'm David and my at on, on Instagram is Carpet Garden. You can follow me there. And yeah. <laughs> so if you're part of the LGBTQ fandom on Twitter or TikTok, you may have seen um, a certain detransitioned man. I think he still identifies as a man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to describe him as a man um, who has been talking about the negative experience that he's had being on testosterone for the past five years where he feels like he is now experiencing negative side effects like male pattern baldness. And he feels that he has been sort of like forcibly like medicalized because he asked for hormones when he was a teenager and he was given hormones by his doctors and has now been amplified by the right in the current culture war against trans children. And so trans people are really like coming for this guy online by making fun of him for just like not reading about the side effects of he and the fact that he just looks like his dad, which is what testosterone is supposed to do. Yeah, I can understand the trends people have upon him coming out and saying he had fucked up and I had a negative experience because ultimately it does contribute to, you know, all the, you go into like his tweets and all the people that are gassing him up are Republicans who are like taking it kind of like the wrong way. I thank you for sharing your story. No, you are so you brave are a and hero. strong <laughs> and stuff. And it's funny because they almost recognize him as a man now like it's, it's weird they're like no oh wait i love like like you are a man and you are so brave for coming out and sharing your story as a man who was not a man but now i see who you are and obviously trans people are going to be weird about that because like you 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 see casey miller that's his name you see him now in association or being 
aligned with those sort of people maybe not intentionally but i think it, i think it okay here's the thing i think he is like a plant i think that his experience was real but i think that like he's affiliated with this sect of um kind of like alt-right lgbtq mm. twitter uh because he started his account only a few months ago and then all of his following are kind of like these like i don't even want to say turf because they're like not RF, you know, they're just like mm -hmm. PE and like some of them are trans <laughs> and he follows this one account that's like a, a nonprofit organization called Gays Against Groomers, which Blair White, Great if name. you don't know who she is it, and Buck Angel, if you don't know who he is. I don't know Buck Angel. He, he's like a foundational like uh He's a trans man, man advocate. Man. performer who's become like a gender critical basically Blair Wright, but like a trans man. Yeah. More complicated. Okay, okay, okay. Um, they are members of Gays Against Groomers and they are anti like drag queen story hour. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the foundation of their ideology is that they're like, fuck drag. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about this entire situation with like Casey Miller, like specifically is that I feel like his story and experience is being used as anti-transition propaganda against mm -hmm. like, like children, and like I feel like it it definitely is real. Like his experience was real, but also like there are like trans women that I know who have been like taking hormones since they were like fourteen, and they are fucking are fine, fucking fine as fuck, and yeah. they like like love themselves, and this is exactly who they're supposed to be. So like I feel like. Like, I don't know. It Maybe if he had more information and, like, yeah. m like kind of had a better idea of, like, what, like, that was going to look towards in the future. Like, maybe, like, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't say, like, like, from experience, like, what he was thinking at the time. Mm -hmm. but Yeah, so for people who aren't, like, completely filled in, he has come out and said that when he was, I think, 15 years old, he was very, very suicidal and mentally ill. Um, he had PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, yeah. Um, yeah. and was already, like, experiencing... He had the same testosterone levels as a cisgender man and was already experiencing baldness. And, you know, in his head... PCOS, I think, does cause, like, gender dysphoria. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we need to talk about that. And so he was experiencing that, which is completely valid. And, you know, as a, a borderline suicidal he was like okay well like maybe if I just went all the way and transitioned all the way then I would be happy and so I feel like his case is almost like similar to the type of like medical malpractice that intersex people face yeah yeah 100% um, and that's that's the thing is that in a context where he was aware that you can you don't have like it's not like operating within that binary was his downfall mm -hmm. ultimately. And if he had been like, okay, well, I don't like this, this and this about myself because it makes me feel this sort of way, this sort of like presentation doesn't align to, with who I feel inside and fix that quote or just took care of that as opposed to jumping headfirst into something that he wasn't entirely knowledgeable about because ultimately you're allowed to have mm -hmm. regrets, 
But just because you have regrets doesn't mean that that's how it's going to go down for every single person that takes, like people aren't necessarily going to take that same route that you did, um, especially because they're not operating under the same context that you did because there's so much more information now and the kinds of kids that are transitioning. Um, <clears throat> I feel like as a child, um, like with PCOS, I don't know exactly when that starts. I would assume that it's post when you mature because you kind of mm -hmm. have to have your period before mm -hmm. that sort of like that sort of displays the kind of kids that are transitioning um post maturity post puberty not even maturity but po post puberty are the kinds of kids that are on the internet and like have access to all the sort of resources of okay well this is what this could like what i could look like mm -hmm. or who i can be and all that sort of stuff and that doesn't necessarily have to involve medically transitioning. Right. That they should have done the non-binary trial run. Exactly. Like incremental changes, incremental, just like feeling things out. And then you can definitely be much happier than jumping headfirst into something that you feel like you are you're compelled to be because you're under the assumption that if I'm not one, then I have to be the other, which is just not how that works, period. I think, though, the like the real hard question for like people to ask themselves, like people who are like making fun of him is like, what amount of responsibility does like the quote unquote like trans community have for like educating children about these things? Because it is very DIY for a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, should we be encouraging the non-binary trial run to children? I think, I think, I honestly think that yes and no, because as a child, um, it's weird because if you're growing up gendered, you are going to, I had the same thing, you know, they had the idea of like, like a girly boy versus like a Tom like boy. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I was a tomboy and I thought that I was a boy until I realized I just am not a girl mm -hmm. and that kind of fixed me because I was just like I don't have to be a girl I can just be myself yeah and then like you know I'm not I wasn't my mom was well I mean my mom's obviously not going to give me hormones period because she's like she wasn't going to but like she wasn't just like oh well you don't feel like a girl well she was just like you will you figure it out like I'm glad that she wasn't like oh yeah you're a boy like I'm going to put you on like medication yeah yeah that's so funny because like I, whenever you talk about people like not taking the same life path that they thought that they were going to take when they were like 16 years old, if I had still looked the same and was doing the same things that I was when I was 16 years old, I remember I like, quote unquote, like came out to my dad and I was like, dad, I'm gay. And his first response was, D you know, don't put yourself in a box. And at mm -hmm. the time I was like, you just don't want me to be a lesbian. And now I'm like, uh... no, exactly. <laughs> Because it does feel invalidating to hear that in that moment, especially when you have the buildup for, for, for of being like, oh, I, this is so critical. This is who I am and all that sort of stuff. And when somebody tells you not to label yourself, it can feel like offensive. You're like, why don't you want me to label myself? Because this is what I am. Yeah, the label is offensive to you, which I think that like my dad at some level, like, it, yeah, he, he yeah. probably is like totally homophobic. The, it can but, come from that place. And you know what? He ate. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And like it can come from that place, but that's not how it's always going to be because... I remember um, Raven Simone 
way back. Oh when, my god, didn't Ravens yeah. is it wait, is Ravens one still non-binary or like I don't actually like, know. <laughs> a, they're a lesbian, right? They're pansexual. Definition of non-binary woman. I had heard about pansexuality from when like they went on the record and were like, <laughs> I'm pansexual. And they were like, Yeah, I don't like labels, I just like what I like. And like And the label <laughs> is pansexual. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they, they were saying, I guess I would be pansexual, but ultimately okay. I'm I just I just like what I like. And that struck with me or struck with me, stuck with me. Um, because I had a crush on honestly, I was so like I was like a lamo that I was like, if you are showing me any type of attention, I will fuck you and I will love you. Same. And then yeah, it's just like that. I mean, I still identify as quote mm. pansexual because I'm just, I'm just like, hey, you have borderline, which honestly, yes, yes, I still have it. Um, and in the context of just now, like we, I don't really believe that anybody who enforces the gender binary is doing like the like hunt camp serve that they think that they're doing. Because it's it's just it's just like it's just like pandering to like straight people and trying to conform to like cis normativity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Like there's nothing wrong with like, I don't know, trans women looking like trans women. Like I don't think that the ultimate goal of transition is to be like, oh, I'm cisgender now. Like I feel like that in itself is like so cis normative, like transphobic. Like, most girls I know who get like seven years in, they reach a point where like they love being mm -hmm. trans. Like. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. And I think that yeah. it's, it can be, I like it can be good to have some sort of guideline of this is what I'm going for. But to then say that that guideline should be applied to everybody that is like, like trying to do like feel themselves out doesn't make any sense. Because all you're going to do is make people unhappy. Mm. And, like, you're going to have yeah. this standard that then becomes almost sometimes unattainable. Because ultimately, yeah. then you have, like, that's why Casey Miller was Casey Miller. And that's what people are ripping on him for. Because they're like, oh, he's sad that he doesn't look like a cute little yaoi twink. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's hard to, you know, unentangle, like, the body dysmorphia and gender mm -hmm. dysmorphia. I remember when I was a little bit more mask presenting, I had like pretty bad anorexia. And like, it's just like so impossible to disentangle those. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have to, it really is small steps, quote unquote, if you want to take small steps. You don't have to, but you have to know mm. that like what you are going for. And a lot of the times people will think that they are going for something, but in reality, they're only going for it because they don't think mm. outside of the standard. And then when that happens, it becomes an issue. And I mean, it's, yeah. I don't even, yeah. it's not easy. It's just, it's, I mean, I can definitely understand why that happens because then you get people do get mad at like non-binary people who present quote unquote like like um like quote like the concept of like they fabs or like whatever like they get mad and like uh, yeah they fabs can be annoying like I will sit here and say oh, yeah. no they fabs are real we are valid we are valid I'm valid no no one else is valid except me that's <laughs> being. Like, it's the same thing. I get so pressed because I'm like, okay, if I wear a dress, I'm, like, trans fishing. But if a cis guy wears a maid outfit, all of a sudden he's, like, so in touch with, like, his feminine side. And, you know, he's still a man. He's just wearing a maid dress. I'm like, exactly. okay, I ultimately 
So, like, so what? Yeah, yeah, I wear mini skirts. Speaking of men doing things for attention, um, Kanye West is <laughs> being uh, insane, as usual, on Twitter. We have to do the obligatory Kanye news update. I feel like I really don't, un- like, him doing it for attention to me doesn't make any sense because he's getting it and he's, and maybe it is feeding the fire, but I feel like if he were to even, even him just like turning off the comments, literally just like post it. If he would have to, I wonder what his be real looks like. Oh my God. is <laughs> <laughs> in the desert with a gun. Half the time. <laughs> it's crazy as be real. I, it's like whenever you it's crazy because Kanye, like, first of all, just to preface all of this, all the crazy shit he's saying on Twitter that is, like, wildly anti-Semitic and offensive, like, of none of it is okay. But also, we need to understand that this person has 40 years of brain damage from being, like, unmedicated and manic, which does cause brain damage. Look it up. So it is being famous. Yeah, and married to a Kardashian. Yeah, well. and I, it's crazy because he, there's... People can't just easily write him off as crazy because, like, one, he is, like, a very established, intelligent artist, and he's very accomplished. And also, people feed into his delusions because whenever he has delusions of grandeur, like, they're not even totally unverified. Like, they're real. He can back them up. Like, he is. Yeah. Because he's a very prolific, talented, one of the the, the greatest producers of our generation. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he does have, he has the Carfax. But he also, his fans aren't able to spot the nuance of, yeah, he can be a great artist, but also be kind of crazy. But a lot of the times what happens is that being crazy, quote, like his like mild craziness, which we've all seen it. Like we've seen the whole, like Bush doesn't like black people. We've seen the whole Taylor Swift like, he thing. Ate that. He oh, ate. I remember that when I was like 10 years old being this is the coolest <laughs> Exactly. Because he was tour. real. And the carry. The, the, he, he was awesome. And he was always real. But in speaking his mind, the thing is, is that his mind has become so warped over time that now he is truly speaking his mind, but it's become so convoluted, diluted, and overall unappealing. And we need to silence his mind. Yeah, no, he, I think, I mean, I, so I watched uh, his Tucker Carlson interview and he said some shit about the, like, he what I don't know why I'm not even let me not say I don't know why I do know why because he's fucking he's he's himself now but he went on Tucker Carlson to talk about the like white loves matter shirt and he said something along the lines of oh as an artist you don't have to provide an explanation but as a leader you do which is like kind of sort of it's true it's pretty true I as an artist hate being asked to explain (laughs) my work I find it like like it's such a thing that people who don't understand art on like a visceral level as for they want like a written explanation of an abstract emotion it's like the music is the explanation yeah listen to it and figure it out yeah yeah or just relate to it it doesn't matter if it's not for you it's not for you it doesn't have to be for you and you don't have to understand well as an artist the best artists have other people explaining their work better than they can and the thing is that nobody is fucking doing that for Kanye West except Candace Owens yeah yes no well there's no good critics anymore like even (laughs) even music was the last place where there was good critics but like Pitchfork got bossed by Condé Nast and Tiny Mixtapes went on indefinite hiatus. There's nobody who talks about art anymore, much Anthony less than like any of the other institutions. <laughs> Anthony Fantano, like, oh my God. 
I hold my tongue, but you know they'll come for you. <laughs> That's the thing is that in fan, interview, Fantano, Fantan Barbs, Fantan Barbs, on his interview with Tucker Carlson, I was so struck by how different he sounded than in his older interviews, like his Breakfast Club interviews and stuff, because in his Breakfast Club interviews, he sounded like a nigga from Chicago. In the Tucker Carlson interview, I, I literally thought it was a voiceover. I was like, who is no. talking right now? He's like voice training. He's getting like higher <laughs> like, pitch. He, it's crazy. He was watching all of those like sissy training videos beforehand. Yeah. That plus a Seroquel. Yeah. He was a bard. Yeah. Oh. It reminded me of um, in when um, Bojack's grandma got lobotomized and like she's talking to Bojack's mom like um and she's she's so slow and pacing out what she says and mm. it's crazy because the way that he talked on the breakfast club interviews and stuff was very off, like off the cuff you know kind of straight out the bar you know whatever the way that Kanye was talking it was it's weirdly inverse of each other because he objectively got crazier but he sounds mm -hmm. more quote sane or more stable in his voice but that's how you know you know what I mean yeah there was I went through this period of watching like interviews with like every big fashion mm -hmm. designer and they all have this like received affect mm -hmm. even like like Rick Owens who's like a guy from mm -hmm. LA he still talks he's with from the, like, like the fans, like yeah. you know Mexican part of the high desert yeah. like he's from the middle yeah, of yeah. nowhere yeah. yeah he's from the yeah boonies. no he's from the very small <laughs> wait is he like Latino? You know? Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, Latino. He's he straightens his hair. He has like a really intense hair process. Uh, yeah, he's Whoa. half. Yeah. Whoa. That is kind of lit. Look at his high school pictures. He's the most famous person from his Rick town. Oh, um, oh, wow. His high school photo. Damn. Okay, he kind of glowed up though. Um, But I think Kanye's spiral is, it's, a, it's definitely like, self-fulfilling in the way that he keeps posting shit like this he has his fucking fans eating him up that like one guy prod by zach or whatever the fuck who literally is always commenting <laughs> can you you can't see their comments if they if you're if they block them i literally need to do that but i also like seeing people replying to him because he every he, i remember the first time he commented that thing that was like oh i'm retiring i was like thank god and Every I blocked him. Single I blocked him. Post since then, I think it's been two and a half months. Yep. He keeps commenting that, "Oh, I'm retiring." I'm so like, sane, love you guys. No. And I'm like, "Like, are you?" And I think that with all of the attention, he is getting attention from it. But I don't know if he's doing it for attention because he's. I know that he's just crazy, and he's getting the attention that he wants. But like, he and he's and he's going on the whole like the gambit, and like you know, he's triggering all the liberals and stuff like that. But I like I really wonder what he does when he goes home, like or like goes home when he's like I I I bet he's just he's like, tweeting he's, he's tweeting <laughs> he's he's planning out the Donza Academy class day which is non-binary recess <laughs> then like Black Hebrew Israelite class AP AP Hotep history <laughs> I really want to go to Donda Academy and just see what's going on there anti-Semitism gym class <laughs> anti-Semitism. <laughs> I feel like it's probably lit. I don't know. I I, I don't. I I. It's fifteen thousand dollars a year. That's nothing. I mean, for an unaccredited degree, 
that's like I, like fifteen thousand dollars a year to have your to be like oh yeah my kid goes to <laughs> that's pocket change for a bitch like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. Does he still tweet? Do he be I think he got banned. Thank God. Well, he got one of his <laughs> posts taken down. I think he's banned off oh, Instagram. Okay, that for makes sense because I was I looked on to I looked on his account and it, the last thing was him texting Tremaine. I will just say that um, people at the psych ward are um, constantly refreshing his socials just to like figure out when he's going to get admitted so they can like prepare. <laughs> I think, and I, I will say no more about that. I, it's, it's but it is happening. I, it's, 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 Just a little Los Angeles. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it'd kind of be lit to, to be with him in the psych. For sure, it's yeah, a big party, I, right? I feel like it's lit to be with like any bipolar person in the psych ward. Like <laughs> they're the like. They're... <laughs> I loved um, when I was in the second time I was in the psych ward. My like. My bitch in the psych ward was this girl who was bipolar, who was so real. And I just, I was literally, I mean, I, the people were asking me in the psych ward, they're like, why are you here? You seem cool. And I was like, oh yeah, I was like suicidal. And they're like, oh, haha, you know, it's, we've all been there. And like, I was talking, I was like getting along with her. And I was like, why are you here? You also seem cool. She was like, oh yeah, I was just like, you know, suicidal. I was like, okay, same twin. And then I heard her on the phone with like, I think her boyfriend. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> god queen <laughs> like she like she literally broke the phone because she like threw it up against oh the wall god. and it like didn't shatter but like the it was like one of those like shitty pay phones that was like me like, on the other side of the phone call that i got from uh yas encinas mental health facility <laughs> from encinas! my ex-boyfriend like i was the one breaking the phone <laughs> <laughs> the yas encinas alumni network goes so strong um there's so I have a, a history of like sending men uh, <laughs> to the psych ward. And I think that like on like the admit checklist, that's like, have you been feeling suicidal? Like one of the questions is like, do you know Monica? And they give them like a, like a personalized, like a, like a treatment. It's like the Monica treatment plan. <laughs> the, Monica treatment plan. <laughs> the food there is pretty good, honestly. The raviolis. Okay. Tough. So I think we need to talk about, Taking the Mark Jacobs Heaven Black no. Pill. <laughs> oh. The Heaven Pill. Oh, we about the to get into it. The Drain Gang Heaven Pill. Yeah. So we were brought into talking about this kind of against our will um, because Umbra and I were included in a YouTube video called How Mark Jacobs Ruined Heaven, which is like a YouTube format video essay uh, by someone who on... Someone on YouTube called Fashion Lover 4. Oh my God, I love, I love YouTube. <laughs> and he's like some white guy, um, but he did his research for sure. And uh, he goes over the history of heaven and the controversy regarding its name. And he states his opinion on it, which is that he doesn't really like its model of like brand collaboration, mm -hmm. which I also very much have issues with. Um, and Umbra and I were included in it because there were photos of us taken at the heaven spelled with a three. The OG heaven. The, the, the real heaven. heaven. Yeah. Yeah, the real the heaven. The OG real heaven. Party. Shout out Lulo. Shout out Lulo. <laughs> um, heaven party in Los Angeles, um, which they had a conflict with heaven the brand because heaven the brand took the name heaven with a three on Instagram. 
And Lulo had been trying to get that like at on Instagram for a long time. And Heaven just like has money <laughs> and has. They literally just contacted like Instagram like support for like rich people. <laughs> and then they just like took the took the like username from them. Yeah. Like, um, wait, is it, what is the ad for Heaven? Like the OG Heaven? The shop Heaven. Oh, sh- oh, shit. Okay. Cause I've always wondered how that happened. Cause there are certain things like Heaven, like for example. Right. It's confusing because it's like there are two Heaven shops. <laughs> the, the, one, the Heaven that yeah. is not a shop is Shop Heaven. And then like the Heaven that is a shop is Heaven. Well, I think I actually think that like Shop Heaven actually began with clothes. And then I think because of like, I don't know if like it's actually because of, I wouldn't be don't surprised quote me on that. by yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it was because yeah. of like the Mark Jacobs thing but they did do a lot of like clothes starting out like earlier mm-hmm. like they did a lot of like collaborations with like local people and stuff which is really cool all the clothes look really um, cool the so I don't know if anyone remembers when they first dropped mm-hmm. I think they dropped over the pandemic because I remember being at home which I think dovetails in with. The kind of clientele that they not even sought out, but the clientele that ended up picking them up because the kind of clientele that picked them up are the kind of people that became all in quarantine <laughs> because they were literally at home like, on Pinterest. Like saving like, pictures hmm. of me. Yes. Like, yes. No, exactly. And that like that makes sense because I know for a fact Heaven did not want those kinds of people buying no, their clothes. I think they that were they... literally trying to market to cool well, people. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like they... Of course they would have known. And also, like, they get all of their ideas, like, from the 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 TikTok for you page. Like, that's how they know about all of these micro trends. And Mm. Ava Nirui, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, It's an Iranian last name. Um, She is the, I believe, creative director of Heaven. Yeah. Um, And she used to work for Helmut Lang. And she is, like, very, very smart. Like, she clearly knows what the fuck she's doing. She mm. is picking up on these trends. And at the end of the day, Mark Jacobs is a business, and they're trying to make money, and they're doing it. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, as culture critics, on the <laughs> other hand, we are going to dissect that influence that it's had. Yeah, mm. I think that what is going really well for them is that they do have a cult of personality that um resembles like it's a hype beast brand, yeah essentially. It, it is it's it's kind of just like supreme but like yeah for, it's interesting like, gen z because right, they, they do the drop format <laughs> which is yeah. weird because i feel like their audience is people who would otherwise be like pretty like anti-capitalist pretty diy yeah, yeah. yeah. you're anti-capitalist yeah. until mark jacobs wants you to spend two hundred dollars in a bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that like in their their cults of personality is crazy because they haven't been around for that long and they're trying yet- to like astroturf a cult of personality. Yeah. 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 Mm. But it, I mean functionally or not even functionally. They just I think pay like cool people to wear the to stuff. Wear and I don't even know about cool people. They're just like anyone that anyone is talking about. Anyone, That's why that like anyone yeah. that has had like a viral literally, it's just like anyone who has like had like a viral like cult following just like come out of nowhere from TikTok. No, they're, it's like, like literally Andrew Tate is about to have a heaven collab. <laughs> heaven collab. <laughs> A hundred percent. Like, I think um, when I, so uh, I made this TikTok um, 
that was very simple. And all it did was just say, essentially, the root of the TikTok was that having clothes are ugly and I don't take anybody that wears them seriously. And some people were like, oh, yeah, I, I'm glad you were saying this. But the most of the comments were calling me broke, were calling mm. me ugly, were calling me. They were like, oh, somebody went through my TikTok and commented on like literally a fit I wore to class and was like, oh, of course you don't like heaven. This is giving homeless core. So I was like, Ew. and it's better than heaven. So, bro, I'm like, y'all wish the people who are like designing heaven are looking at and recruiting like our friends <laughs> who are cool kids, I guess, in Los Angeles. And they're putting them on mood boards and they're like, okay, how do we get kids to do this? Like, how do we get how do we hire these people? How do we cast them as models? How do we get them under like the industrial arm of Marc Jacobs and use like them the, to the make The double money? XL freshman list shoot that they did of just like niche <laughs> Michael influencers. <laughs> and I mean, it was a good, I, I liked it in the sense that I was just like, okay, yeah, I do know who these people are. I liked it. I liked it mainly because the I support right. the, like, yeah. the people who are, and I'm like, I support them getting money that kind exposure. of like op- yeah, yeah money and exposure and just like the opportunity and, yeah. but in it, it the brand in itself is just like a cash grab mm-hmm. on yeah. the culture and, which is like kind of yeah. like, and like that's weird like why I when people were like mad at me I was like well I'm literally a degree away from every single person that you are like looking towards for fashion inspiration slash that Evan is looking towards for fashion inspiration so ultimately mm. I have a right to say what yeah. I'm saying yeah yeah, I'm like like many of my friends have gotten their little bags from yeah. heaven, and I'm not gonna hit and on that because maybe if heaven had cut us a check, we wouldn't have we made know. this podcast. We yeah, we wouldn't maybe. have to I'm make like, this. I'm like Ava, if you listening? I feel like you know what they would they what this episode is gonna drop, and then in like a month we're gonna get reached out to by they're gonna like, be like create I, mode I, X. No, heaven. literally, and then that's how the beef will be squashed allegedly. <laughs> It'll be like I mean I think that that would literally be. That would give me uh, give them a higher value to me because it's like we critique them and they were like, okay, well, um, let's put you in our clothes yeah. and pay you. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, cool. Okay, okay. Well, I think that ultimately, like, what we've been complaining about is how sort of like the integral thesis of the Heaven brand is the fact that it is a commodity. The thesis is its own commodity status, and that is why we perceive it as a soulless platform for like this ever rotating circle of micro trends and small influencers and whatever happens to be coming up on the TikTok for you page. And that's why we perceive it as inauthentic because I think that we ourselves and a lot of other people um, feel not robbed in a way, but feel like we are people who, okay, maybe I don't want to like, it's elitist. I, I feel like heaven is kind of like the fast fashion route of like, like, pseudo designer clothing like i feel like it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know like the way that they do the drops and the way that everything is like really like kind of cheaply made yeah and it's sort of like we can get into the fact that it's sort of just like capitalizing on the fact that like asians are really really trendy right now yeah um it's weird because like Heaven Mark Jacobs is obviously just like unif, but more expensive exactly, somehow. Yeah. But I feel like they leaned in even harder to this like Japanese Y2K nostalgia, which by the way, they did not start like the return of like hysteric glamour and all of these um like Americana like 
Harajuku late 90s, early 2000s brands was First of all, it like started in Japan. Like I don't know if you guys know mm-hmm. the brand like Office Kiko, but I think that Mark Jacobs yeah. took mm-hmm. not Mark Jacobs the person. He's not fucking involved in the yeah. shit at all. But yeah. Ava is probably taking a fuck ton of inspiration from them because these girls like Kiko Mizuhara, mm. um, Ibuki Sakai, um, these people were doing a lot of like archival research and like yeah. bringing back yeah. these brands as like a trend in Japan. And the fact that they like applied these brands at the heaven mark jacobs store just goes to show like how much influence they're taking from these women Mm -hmm. and then i think also like they're trying to buy the asian Mm cosine as well by like casting a fuck ton of asians because i obviously you're and working with like a fuck ton of asians and working with the people that originally started um these trends and they at launch they worked with the creator of fruits, fruits magazine, magazine yeah. yeah i think it might have been the photographer yeah that no, was the was one that a, or was that the was that the shoot that they the, did with the like creator? blade and stuff no no, 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 no it was like no. the first thing that they did it used to be that weeaboos would call themselves weeaboos with their mm. chest and yeah. now it's like like it's, and now it's, it's white girls calling themselves half of japanese no yeah <laughs> now it's like, like you know like asian fishing you say, you wouldn't even have to Asian fish because you'd just be like, yeah, I like Japanese culture. Like, yeah. what are you yeah. going to do about right. it? Now it's like, it's cringe to call yourself a weeaboo. So you have to like create, like legitimize your like, like Japanese Your relationship to yeah. like Asian culture, which I think is like, people are going to read into this or read it incorrectly and think that I'm accusing Mark Jacobs of doing cultural appropriation, which is like so incredibly wrong and like not what I care about at all. I think that the appropriation framework is like not really useful in this context. Oh, hello. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> we we need fuck? to keep that in. I yeah, <laughs> Sorry, some guy just opened like, the door. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, lost my train of thought. I don't talking about the appropriation framework. I think that the appropriation framework isn't really useful in this context because they are working with the original mm-hmm. people, like the director of Fruits Magazine, like the photographer who did the Happy Victim shoot. Like they are buying the ethnic cosign one way or another. It, it's not, I feel like it's not cultural appropriation. It's colonization. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so what I said about it is Mark Jacobs is, you know, working with a lot of these Asian artists and, you know, collaborating with a lot of these small designers and artists who also happen to be Asian and quote unquote, like giving a platform to these people and collaborating with them. And I feel like that itself is the, actual problem like it's the issue is not that they are collaborating with all the most cool relevant asian micro influencers artists and brands the issue is like why does lvmh this like massive mega corporation that owns mark jacobs give a fuck about that and Mm. the reason is because lvmh understands that asia both like in the continent and diasporically have a very strong control of what becomes cool. And they're the people that are doing a lot of like interesting cultural production that can then be commodified and sold in the form of Heaven Mark Jacobs. And, you know, if they want to remain relevant as a company, then they will buy the creative labor that Asian people do and, you know, buy the ethnic cosign in this particular formula that I have named collaboration to capitalization. Yeah, and this, you know, is not unique to heaven at all. Mm. Like, if you look at what any luxury label is doing, everyone is pivoting towards Asia, to Mm. use, um, like, the Obama-era terminology. Um, They understand (laughs) that Chinese consumers are the future and that, like, Chinese people, not even just Chinese people, like, Asians in general, like, have 
a strong control of like what we consider relevant. And it has to do with, you know, the rising economic power of Asia in the 21st century. And I think that as an Asian person, it is like really frustrating to have like my personal like interests and like mm. pace and sensibilities. Repackaged um, in them. Right. And repackaged and then like attempted to be sold back to me. And yeah, exactly. I saw this one kid on TikTok complaining about the same thing. And he was like, it just felt like a stab in the chest whenever they did that, like whatever collaboration with Wong Kar Wai. And they're like, there was a cow. They collabed with them? I don't even understand what it was. They're <laughs> reselling like Japanese movie posters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All that shit for like 90 bucks. Yeah, right. They're doing like a Greg Araki book oh, right that's, now. That's, too. that's the thing is when their first drop came around, I was. I was Gregor Rocky pilled hardcore. Like that was my my hyper fixation was Gregor Rocky. The sickest. And I was so tempted because they had the Nowhere soundtrack on CD, which I could look that shit up on YouTube. Like it's not that big of a deal. But when I saw that, I was like, ooh. But it was like forty or fifty dollars, and I was like, why is this thing this thing? Why is this um like creator or like this artist that I respect a lot then? almost like I'm priced out of like something that I've kind of like come to know and love just like independently. And like, that's the thing is that heaven is for people who are too lazy to cultivate their own sensibilities. Exactly. And they just take it. It's like literally top down. They're like the fucking like, like like the very pliant masses Mm -hmm. who are like, Oh, well this looks cool. People like this. I'm going to start wearing this. When ultimately, yes, you can find yourself through trends. That is definitely possible. But I don't think that's what's happening here because a lot of the times they will just stop at, oh, like it's like brand loyalty and like, okay, well, this is just like what is trendy and therefore what I should wear. And you know that that's what's going on because ultimately if that like heaven would not have been a sustainable brand and it isn't ultimately but it would not have sustained as well as it had without those sort of people who just become so like like anyone who's spending that much money on heaven is brain dead yeah like clinically they're they're basically like curating like weirdness yeah they're curating a culture for people who grew up too privileged to be cultured it's, it's like a very suburban thing. Like uh, like brands like this have kind of always existed. Like as long as subculture has existed. Mm-hmm. It's like, like somebody comes along and capitalizes on a style. Right. Be it like Hot Topic or Vivian Westwood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. None of this, of course, like none of this is unique to um, Heaven. It's not even like unique to Marc Jacobs. Marc Jacobs actually got his start whenever he was a creative director at Perry Ellis and in like fucking 1993, (laughs) like ripping what the grunge kids in the Pacific Northwest were doing. And Mm -hmm. it was so controversial that he got fired, but it like catapulted him into where Mm -hmm. he is now. Mm -hmm. And so like ripping from subcultures is like, once again, like not unique, but I think that this particular formula is just like really grinding my gears because it is just like it's hitting a little bit too close to to a little bit too close to home and as as like a chinese woman it's like really frustrating because like the clothes are also made by like chinese women and it's like heaven mark jacobs is like dually capitalizing on like this intellectual and taste making labor of asian women but also like their physical labor in the production process and it's so revealing that you know the quality of heaven mark jacobs garments is like not better than anything at zara you know they use the same suppliers that like 
these small streetwear brands are using because they have like minimum low minimum order quantities. Mm -hmm. So like the quality is like not great. Like the quality is comparable to like any kind of, you know, small brand that, you know, they don't have the resources to like make better clothes. You know, it's like almost offensive in a way, I think to the people that I've talked to who, who do have to, you know, work with these specific like suppliers in China. Mm -hmm. Because the small streetwear brands, I mean, it makes sense why you would, like, right. Make, do that because you don't have the right. budget, and then you call like the prices are literally like half of what heaven is charging. Exactly, and that's why it's like so offensive because you, they have a very obviously like low production value, mm-hmm. and it's so so apparent how much like extraction occurs in the process of you know making the garment in a factory with all these toxic materials to charging like two hundred fifty five dollars for a sweater. And be so for real because. I don't want to say none of it is unique, but a lot of it is stuff that has been tried, true, seen before. Honestly, you could shop at Doll's Kill and find a lot of this. (laughs) And they probably did it first. (laughs) So then that becomes like, I mean, obviously Doll's Kill sucks for a multitude of reasons. But I mean, if like why drop, what exactly is the difference between those two brands besides the fact that like, Charlie Exodus is wearing Dolls Kill, perceivably, right? She's not being like, she's not tagging Dolls Kill. She's Mm -hmm. like, Dolls Kill doesn't have her on like their page being like, oh, Charlie is like wearing our our clothes. And then like, it's not $365 to buy Dolls Kill. Right. And as like a a fashion enthusiast, it's just like (laughs) very, very apparent how none of the clothes at Heaven Mark Jacobs were ever at any point in the production process, like pinned on a dress form. You know, like they look like they were made on a computer in Adobe Illustrator or whatever yeah. the fuck. And then sent on like Taobao, on like the Taobao <laughs> chat with like the supplier and like a yeah. 2D image. And they're like, can you just make this? And then they make the same shitty like digital Jacquard loom that like all of these like shitty like Instagram like streetwear brands are making. And they're using the exact same supplier. Yeah. And I think that like speaking about streetwear, it reminds me of the same like the, so the same model that kind of like heaven is doing or contributing to when it comes to like Asian like culture and like sensibilities I think has been emblematic in like like streetwear and like it's like originality in like black like like literally like black New York like style was literally like the like the trickle down from that is like what streetwear has become today to a point where it's Nobody recognizes that, that that's where it's come from, even though that is literally where it does. And like, I don't know, if you are like not black and you have a streetwear brand, you are on thin fucking ice. And like, I'm not buying it. And like, I don't think that it's almost fair because then it's the same thing of like trying to sell me something that like, I mean, that's like literally like I'm I'm very familiar with because that's literally where I came from. Yeah, well, guys, I'm actually in the market for uh, a fitted cap that has something <laughs> funny on it. I I haven't seen one of those recently. Um, they're kind of hard to come by. So if anyone has like a shirt that has like funny words on it, like, please let me know. In like really shitty font, <laughs> maybe even impact font if you want to go that way. Yeah. Or you can do like the patches on the hat or whatever. That's the thing is like, that's, I, I see, I mean, it's, very much it's been almost accelerated i think like as opposed to the like model like the like like black 
like um like fashion culture model because of the way you know as like technology advances and less time advances everything just like happens so quickly and I mean again like 2020 was when heaven came out and like I mean already they were planting the seeds of what it's become today but typically that sort of like erasure happens on a really like on a grand not grander scale sorry but like over a longer period of yeah they don't have unique ideas like they're literally selling drain gang printed remakes of the mark jacobs kiki boots from fall winter 2016 when mark jacobs sent like these girls like white girls down the runway in dreads Um, wait for real yes for real look it up that was like a very controversial like mark jacobs got canceled like he wears grills like he he, does and he's like on Patia's fantasy, fantasy world in the comments being here, like I'm, I'm, listening, I'm listening I'm listening and learning how <laughs> white people do Dude, be doing that when, when I forget which one it like it was that she posted and then he was like I do do this I am hearing I'm listening I'm, and that's the thing like that's how you know right. that he's just a sick and twisted right. white faggot yeah. who like doesn't have a single like, he like all, I mean, as you said, like he literally got to start like literally appropriating right. grunge And, cultures. you know, those Kiki boots are probably a reference, you know, Vivian Westwood's fall winter 1993 platforms. You know, the purple snakeskin ones that were, are like so iconic because Naomi Campbell tripped and fell in them on the runway because they were so tall. And I feel like all of this, like the fact that Mark Jacobs Heaven has like no kind of original ideas. It's just like this rotating platform of other people's ideas. Um, is like completely relevant actually to the fact that they received a score of a one out of 100 uh, in supply chain traceability from the fashion sustainability index in 2022. One out of 100 is crazy. Yeah, no guys, look up where your clothes are coming from and look up what scores they're getting because it's pretty bad. Um, Like the extreme like alienation of the Marc Jacobs Heaven garment from like the matters of its production becomes like irrelevant by its, you know, sleek, high budget celebrity marketing. We tend to like forget where our clothes come from because be a doobie or whatever the fuck is wearing them. <laughs> be a doobie. <laughs> Love her. To be honest, she's she's a queen. Oh no, she's know. locked in the Mark Jacobs Heaven jail in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you no, know, she is she's like she's like Sia. I think that I mean again, it is that's why I think that it is very much trickle like top down like quote trend like you know it's like like very like people with like waiting with open mouths like ah mark jiggles please give me some food please and then like ultimately because the kinds of people that are susceptible to that kind of marketing are the kind of people that are like that ultimately yeah. i don't look at somebody like that is where I, I don't care what charlie xcx is wearing to be honest because yeah. I'm just like, okay, if she's wearing something cute, she's wearing something cute, but I'm not going to wear something because Charlie XCX is wearing it. And look at the most yeah. random fucking people. Like, yeah. first of all, like Blade, Echo, Gerard Way. Like, they're putting them <laughs> they're putting them in all this gay shit that they don't want to be in and looks yeah. wrong on them. Like, let- <laughs> that Gerard Way photo is crazy. Right. Oh, it just is so wrong. Like, his hairy ass, like, nasty ass <laughs> white man legs <laughs> coming out of this, like, skirt. And he's wearing, like, oh, little awful. girl Doc Martens. It was horrible. I, and when you posted that photo and then somebody in the comments was like, Gerard looks cute. I was like, be so... For, like, and that, that's the sort of delusion. That the picture of Gerard Way is literally, like, what my dysphoria feels like. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it's, exactly. It's, like, so awful. I cannot... No, y'all think we're gonna get canceled for going after Barb's, but MCR fans are fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Are they? 
Yeah, no, they're they're like so passionate, but it's just like <laughs> small town like former scene kids who never. Okay, grew so they up. don't have anything better to do. They don't have anything better to do. They're on like a combination of meth and perks. Like <laughs> a lot of time. And a lot of so hate. Bad. <laughs> I think that ultimately it's, I mean, on there. Well, first of all, like heaven is not setting any friends besides being heaven and having that sort of like really good curation of vibes and the their fan base is going to move on to the next thing if mark jacobs doesn't trail behind it and because they're literally like again they're sheeple no and like, like give it like one year they're gonna switch to coquette aesthetic and no, exactly like they're literally it's going to be and that's the thing is that it is easy yeah and it's just like i don't know as someone who's like been into j fashion for a long time i've talked to other people who are into j fashion and they are just like so put off by this brand and it's just like offensive and i feel like they also know it like i feel like they're aware of how bad it is and like engage with it in a kind of ironic way because that's like mm. ava's thing um but it's just like kind of like it's just appalling to like fashion collectors archivists and you know like genuine enthusiasts of 90s j fashion in this harajuku fashion um and this subculture that you know heaven references so heavily and like oh my god i want to talk about this they did this uh happy victims style photo shoot which the photo shoot was originally done it's like a it's like a series of photographs by Kyoichi Suzuki, who was taking photos of like fashion enthusiasts in Tokyo mm. um, who were basically fashion victims who were spending all of their disposable income uh, on usually a, like a specific brand of clothing. Oh, yeah. Those mm. photos with them in the fucking like the you live like this kind of room. Yes, and like they're in their tiny ass bedroom in their parents' house with like all of this like Comme de Garçon, like Yoji Yamamoto, like even like Marc Jacobs and and uh, other like smaller brands as well. And it was commentary at the time on you know neoliberalism and like consumerism. Um, but I think like w my friend pointed this out to me. One thing that's interesting in like the cultural differences between you know Marc Jacobs heaven tried to like redo this shoot mm -hmm. um where they had people in their apartments with their Merck jacobs heaven yeah. collections which doesn't make any fucking sense because like how can you be a collector of mark jacobs when it's been uh mark jacobs heaven when it's only been around for two years and like they, and they shot use it as a marketing strategy right and they mm -hmm. use it as a marketing strategy when originally it started as like a criticism you were supposed to feel and bad it's like that. it right it's recuperation in its most pure form and it's it's like there's a smart way to be like self-critical, you know, in fashion as an industry, but they're like not really doing it. And I just like can't take them seriously because they like don't show commitment to the clothing, you know, mm. design wise or even like the people who make it. And I don't know, they're just like trying to make commentary on commodity fetishism, but they're like failing so badly. Like they're using it at all of this like underscores the fact that it's an actual advertisement. If you look at the oh. photographs, they're shot vertically. And I feel like one, they're shot vertically for socials, mm. but also two, because you can't even have a collection yeah, of heaven. Because it's like two t-shirts, right? <laughs> and it's like, how dare you like compare yourself to you know real legacy brands that these Japanese people in the original photo shoots were collecting? Um, you know, they were collecting like Comme de Garçon, they were collecting Margiela, and like it's you can't compare yourself 
as heaven Marc Jacobs to like all these like real actual collectible like heritage brands. That's that, like, really interesting. It is. It's like almost intentionally bad. And it one interesting cultural difference is that, you know, in the original photo shoots, these kids were spending all of their disposable income, which they had because they were young adults. And in Japan, you don't really like move out of your parents' house until, you know, like get married. That's how a lot of these Western brands were able to survive in Tokyo is because these people like had disposable income to spend on it. But now it's like the people who are being shot, which like, I don't even know how the fuck they found these people for these photo shoots. I don't know. They're casting I'm like, I feel I'm like, like they astroturf them. <laughs> I'm like, shout out Kev. I love your heaven, sh- heaven shoot. We're not talking about you. We love you. No, we're, not. <laughs> we're not talking about you at all. But I'm like... A lot. I feel like the kids who are collecting Marc Jacobs now have, you know, disposable income for mm. very different reasons. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing is that there. I'm I'm looking at the post right now. A lot of the not a lot. There are a sizable amount of comments that are saying essentially, I can't believe these people have enough money to have this much heaven by Marc Jacobs and, and spend it on like this. Exactly. And like this is like it's like someone said, oh, average nepo babies. Which is like, I mean, okay, granted, you, a Nepo baby is not somebody with rich parents. That's not what it means. Like, rich, just like, say they have rich parents. Yeah. But um, that's the thing is that it is, it wasn't, I don't think it was intended to be like a critique in the way that Happy Victims was supposed to be a critique. It is just an advertisement. But it ultimately, people are critiquing it because it is fucking like, it's literally brain dead mm. to have that much money and spend it on Marc Jacobs. Like, it's true. Like buy a house. Like buy a house <laughs> instead. Sim- simply invest it in <laughs> my yeah. new Fork cryptocurrency, shit. which I am going to be promoting on the pod. Monocoin. Yeah, in- invest it into the new create mode life insurance that we're uh, <laughs> actually um, starting soon. Um, yeah, no, can- the uh, create mode NFT is dropping next week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I think that, I mean, it's, it's, Tired and annoying because um, the like kind of people that would eat the shoot up are the kind of people that are not seeing past what not even what it's supposed to be so much as like it is I feel I well okay I don't feel bad because it's like you know what you made a choice you made mm. a choice to spend your money on shit that is literally not even going to last that long that you're going to get tired of and like is going to be on Depop for $50 apart. soon it's also just going to fall apart yeah like it's not oh, go- it's yeah, literally it's not going to last like the biodegradable Mark Jacobs heaven clothing yeah. like <laughs> that's the thing he's very sustainable I and that's why I think that um like again like, it is so easy for these kinds of people to just buy into things that ultimately like take time to create for themselves and over i mean i like i made a i'd be on tiktok just like talking to myself but like i had made a tiktok basically saying that it irritates me sometimes the way that trend cycles like persist and like people like will attach to a trend and like not be aware of the fact that it is trendy they think like people who wear heaven by mark jacobs think that they are like the epitome of like wow I'm a bad bitch. And it's like, uh-uh. unfortunately, you are not. And you, you should own that. Just be like, yeah, I'm like, you a are not a like, boss ass bitch. You are a boss ass trashy hoe. No, exactly. Like, and like, <laughs> if you are a friend and you've ever been in a Marc Jacobs campaign or have modeled for them or did photography for them, like, 
that's great and I'm happy for you no, and we're and so not, not talking about but, you and I don't blame anyone who got a check from Marc Jacobs like you are valid but they're not the, like that's the thing is that they're not the kind of people that we're talking about because like you're getting solicited for a purpose mm. by like heaven or even just like I know somebody who's like worked at the store and like gets like you like, know like half it's off just like, no, you they're need like to, holding like, bad bitches at gunpoint being like please <laughs> no, work here <laughs> yeah and like that's like I understand that right but I don't understand being and like a like an average teenager, like average. a consumer, like, yeah, just like a, a consumer, and that is what you choose to consume. Y'all are lames. Is, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's really it's like pitiful, and that's the thing is like I mean, if you I'm own like, Mark Jacobs Heaven, don't throw it away. That's not what we're saying, and like we're not promoting that. No, I mean, no, it does, there's no point in throwing you bought it you're a victim you're a victim own it it's a trophy of your victimhood yeah like and I mean that's not to say that you will never like dig yourself out of the hole <laughs> that is like being a Mark Jacobs heaven stand but that is to say that there is a hole to dig out just, of just do more research on actual J fashion yeah it's way cooler you have to donate some like my like <laughs> My reparations for Japanese girls go fund me that I'm setting up. And that's that's why I think like like you that's you really just have to curate your own aesthetic sensibilities so that you don't fall like fall victim to these sort of things because ultimately you can like something that like Heaven by Mark Jacobs has put out and then buy it, but you shouldn't be buying it because it's Heaven by Mark Jacobs. I, that's the point. And I feel like there's this huge backlash coming. Um, where people are recognizing this and I'm just like, how are they going to pivot? You know, mm-hmm. if if the whole thing is that they have the keys to authenticity and the keys to this like creative culture by like <laughs> paying everyone off, what are they going to do next? And I feel like, I don't know, like I, in my mind, I have like a great brand strategy. They need to hire me. Like they need to pivot from Japan to China, like ASAP. Yes. Like you, y'all need to move, like yes. move quickly. Y'all need to become like the sole suppliers of like these small independent Shanghainese, like Taobao brands. Yes. Like y'all need to get on that shit stat. And like the only reason why it's not happening is because you know, the great firewall and like Ava can't like scroll like Chinese TikTok. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's locked down. And I think that what and I know for a fact that there's going to be people who are listening to this and they're going to get so defensive and mad and be like, it's not that deep. It's like, OK, if it's not that deep, you don't have to listen to this one. Two, you can just keep on buying it. Three, like whatever. Like we're like, just talking. We're about just we're, engaging in self-criticism. Like yeah. I think all of us have like been in the heaven store or like known someone who yes, was having Mark Jacobs. I have like two selfies in that store. Yeah, like, it's never not, been. Like, I've never been. It's not but like, also far and I don't drive. So. It's not like a personal attack on people. It's just like we're criticizing the brand. We're doing brand. cultural attack. Cultural. Speak for yourself. <laughs> we're doing cultural <laughs> criticism, guys. You know, I like I will be made to have it by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> I and I don't and I I will say and if you want to get mad at me if you want to bully me if you want to dox me come at me we're constantly care. engaging in self criticism in like a Maoist Leninist way where we need to be like constantly self flagellating and like apologizing and trying to do better that's what we should do really is get Mark uh, get Mark Jacobs in the struggle session and broadcast it. <laughs> we need to we need to like comment like reply to one of his comments on Patias and be like do you want to be on the 
Yeah, um, right. We'll ha- we'll do a struggle session live from Pirate Studios. Studios and be like, please, you need to apologize to all of like the Chinese and Turkish women that you are exploiting that are like making your drain gang like collaboration close. <laughs> That's the thing is that it really it's like a double whammy because it's like one you're exploiting them inherently just by having them make your shit, but like two, it's like a drain gang. Really, you're gonna expose them to that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's oh. that's the real issue. That's, like, issue that's is. more toxic than like the toxic chemicals, the chemicals that they're working with to like screen print the drain gang uh, shit on the club. Okay, is drain gang like is that male manipulator music? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, my my friend just posted and she said, I remember when Blade used to be for four channers who were racist and didn't oh, like yeah. thought that like you know it was like like black. Rap music wasn't good enough, and so they had to listen yeah. to Blade. I remember and like cloud when, rap is exactly what that used to be. I yeah. remember when like Blade, like it was like Young Lean, like Girl, in his like vaporwave. I canceled era. Young Lean like forever ago. Like he's so. Really? Oh my god, what is that one? Is it called Tokyo or something like that? And he's, oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like in like a Chinese supermarket, like in Europe, like <laughs> oh, rapping yeah. about this. Me shit. when I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'd fuck him. He, no, he's hot now. Like, this. Young Lean, if you're listening to this, like, grow out that beard. Like, leave that yeah. mustache on because yeah. he looks fine yeah. as fuck. Yeah. He's honestly, like, a real-ass wigger. I think that, like, him and Jack Harlow, <laughs> him and Jack Harlow could, like, Eiffel Tower me, and I'd be so... Not even okay with that. I would encourage it, actually. <laughs> and, and, again, if Jack Harlow, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, Jack my Harlow is, and Young Lean is, like, the most insane, like, combination. They're, like, the same person. Like, essentially, but, <laughs> In like, a different di- way. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, the... They're, like, like, um, like in like character skins, like you have the young lean skin and then the, the Jack Harlow skin, but it's like the same base character. No, they have a different move set for sure. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think. Okay, you know what? Actually, yeah. Well, no. Well, they both started at the same place, being okay. like these geeky white kids that were interested in rap, but they went completely different directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's why. Like I mean, I. Well, it's again, different because Jack Harlow isn't he. Where is he from? He's from Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, I, yeah. yeah, he's from Louisville, Kentucky. And that's the thing is that when he was coming up, all of his videos, it was literally him in a crowd full of black people because they liked him. Like, yeah. he, like, genuinely and had, like, Young a black is from Europe? He's Sweden. From, oh, is it Sweden? Yeah, he's they're from Oslo, I think. <laughs> they're all from Sweden, I think. Yeah, yeah they're all from yeah. Sweden. And the, he was hanging at... Out with like the, I mean, there were people of color in Sweden that he was hanging out with for sure. Yeah. Echo 2K. Yeah. 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 Echo 2K and like Blade. Have you boy. seen like, have you mm-hmm. seen like the picture of Echo 2K and Blade like in their punk band when yeah. they were like oh, really so little? Yeah. They were so adorable. So, like, was, and that's right. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't have a problem with right. gay. It's I have just a problem like, with yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, totally, totally. They're fucking irritating. And like, I don't well, know. I have a problem with drinking. Blade, your new album. Rash. And I I'm saying this as someone who's maybe gonna be in one of the music videos. Oh yeah. Wait, I want I really am excited. I'm excited for I don't that know what job. song we're I, gonna be on. I feel like there were like three good songs on that. Are we I, I hopefully yeah. we're in the music hopefully we're in the music video for one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, but I think it'd be nice if we were in the music video for one of the bad I'm ones. Just permanently cause. on the drain gang blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> was, like after this podcast drops, they're gonna be like actually Monica, you're disinvited from all future drain gang events. You are no longer drained. (laughs) (laughs) What they need to do is drain every single like enclosed space that they put drainers into. Every single person that I know that's gone to a drain gang show has been like, it stunk and it was bad and rank. And I'm like, yeah, because like drainers do not shower. 
I had to leave the LA Drain Gang concert because there was like a very tall white man who was like on meth, who was like very, very aggravated, who was yelling like at the top of his lungs, fighting a female bartender. And it stressed me out so much that I had to leave because he was like right next to me. And he also like people knew him and he was like really, really fucked up and like just not even male manipulator, just like regular like aggro, like man with anger issues. And when I showed up to that uh, concert, I was like, oh, like I thought it was going to be like, you know, mostly men, but I didn't think it was going to be all men. And it, it was all men. Was yeah. it the first one that they did out here? I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't that the first one. I don't know when it uh, was. What, how recent was this? Wait, because yeah, then I, that must have been the I first one. I think it was the done, first one. Because the, the most recent one was the Primavera Sounds one. I, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I went to the one before that. And I, yeah, I left early. I went to the Primavera Sounds one. And I like got there super late because they like wouldn't let me take in my bag or something. Mm-hmm. And I got in. It literally was just like a, like a giant like room full of like stinky men. <laughs> and like once they started, I like was literally just like. Like, just being this, like, literally, I was wearing my tall-ass platforms, just, like, in the short-ass skirt. And I was just, like, literally just, like, pushing everyone to the side just so I could get to the front. And they literally, like, smushed me so hard. Like, Mm. it was, like, really, really bad. Like, they are aggressive. There was this guy who literally, like, had his, like, hand on my neck (gasps) trying to, like, get me, get me to, like, not let him go in front of him. And I was like, bitch, I'm gonna go around you regardless. Yeah. Just get your fucking hand out of my fucking face. Yeah. That's in, like, literally all that for drinking. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't need... Really I, and truly. I got... I did get to the front. I got all the way to Barricade. Somehow, I literally probably went through like 200 like weird ass angry men. You were in the middle of the fart club. I literally <laughs> was. You broke. Like, it was like partying the, the fart seat, cloud. Right? I, it's just because I wanted to see event. because like their visuals like on stage are so like blinding and like smoky. You literally can't see them. So I was like, I literally just want to see like. It's like, um, remember like the drain filters that everyone was yeah. doing? Like, the they, they do that. They, they do it in real life. They do it with in the real fog life machine. with fog machine and white. I don't lights. think anybody <laughs> can be a drinking fan. Well, a drinking fan who sees them in person and also be an epileptic. Yeah. Oh, true. Like you yeah. really, I, I mean, well, I, I mean, live shows. I feel like are not. I, feel like yeah. 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 I mean, for, I know some people who like take medication for it, but I think that like that would override all. Yeah. Like, there's not a medication if, strong. If enough you for are it. a person of epilepsy experience like do not see <laughs> drinking live if you have any type of anxiety disorder if you are a woman like i just like don't even really Would suggest going um also if you have sensitive nostrils yeah not a good vibe yeah. um if you want to like kick it with the drinking dudes i feel like i suggest just living in like if, new york or if la you don't and, like, want to cool. get <laughs> if you don't want to get pink eye just don't go to a drinking <laughs> show like airborne pink eye. Air, like literally just don't. It's like <laughs> it's so. It's like weird. we have drinking at home. Like we, we do. We do. Home. Just just watch the YouTube videos. You can see them better anyways. And you get no, a better spot. Hundred percent. I mean, like speaking of, um, so I like they had the um heaven like the Mark Jacobs heaven party in New York, and they had like the lineup. I think I forget if it was drank gang or just echo i think it might have been drank gang in general tra- i thought charlie xex performed at that and so did doja cat yeah, doja, doja cat, cat and pink panthers god which is like like that's how you know that was crazy that was crazy because i had a lot of friends from new york trying to get into that party they did not get let in and the few people that did get let in it was literally just like mostly like influencers and like 
celebrity. It's whatever. Like, you could just like, like live in New York and like hang out with like cool people in Manhattan and you will see Blade at like fucking Clan or like yeah. Kinkies or P&I Lucian. Like you don't was, need to go to a show. Just to go to him. a rave in LA. Yeah, like, like literally go to a rave in LA. <laughs> oh my God. Like speaking, do, do y'all remember um, when they, it was after the first show and then they came to that rave and like people were being fucking crazy. Yeah, they left in five minutes. No, yeah, because people were being insane. And I'm like, what happened to that idea of like LA people just- Wait, were they going- at the alley? No, it was at that, like, wa- not warehouse, the, like, open. I don't know if yeah. I can say the name. Can I say that? Yeah, it's Maneater. Maneater, yeah. So it was at, um, the, oh, I think it was the, sa- it was the second Maneater. Second Maneater. Right. And then they came, and, like, people were literally, people, you know, they, like, there's this idea of, like, oh, yeah, you go to a party in L.A., and everybody's just, like, sizing you up, and nobody wants to, like, actually, it's, like, the elephant in the room is, like, how famous, like, everybody is. But, like, that, like, they broke the internet, the internet being, like, that L.A. culture by being there because, like, I like there were people who were I would conceive of as like on the receiving end of that as a sense of like the kind of people that would be you know um, like approached by like fans or whatever who are then being the fans in question. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, this is just embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah, it was like like they are like and I mean they'll they'll like talk up and down about like well like people think I'm like this like unattainable like this like different person or like they'll like you know the parasocial relationship kind of thing and like they'll transgress against my boundaries because they just like don't think i'm a human but then they went and did that shit to drain gang who and like obviously like and then they came i'm sure because they were like oh this is probably some place where like like you know it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah Mm. like you know like i like i I will be recognized i'm sure because like i'm sure they knew that there would be fans there because it kind of like goes hand in hand but I th- I'm sure that they thought they would be safe because it's like, oh yeah, the kind of people that come here are like, quote, like, you know, clouded people. So or at least they know are- how to act. I mean, they- Exactly. Yeah, like all of them have like been to the alley too and I didn't yeah. see anything weird happening. I mean, I left early because like, before like Ty Boy came on at the last thing that he did was Did you see at- my set that night? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, that was that. That sounds vile. I don't know. Like they should have. They should have just like been employed. Like they just should have like told, warned everyone beforehand so they could like put on their cool face and be like, okay, well, like Thai boy is selling nos and it's one dollar for two balloons. <laughs> so like, be casual, guys. Wait, was Thai boy selling nos? No, but he should have. Yeah. <laughs> I and that's the. Th- I mean, I think at the alley was better for them. I mean, I remember when I was when I was there. Um, I like I opened that night and shout out um, Karen. Shout out Karen. Mapamoto, we well, love you. Oh, no, that wasn't, it wasn't Serenity. It was um, Nerve. So it was Edward. That's out Ed. Okay, shout out Ed. Edward. Stealth Angel. Stealth, Mother. Freaking Angle. Angle. Stealth Angle. I do not I, know if Ed's Angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember because like Varg was like performing and so... Um, I remember being like, oh, I wonder if like Drangang's gonna come. And then they did, but I didn't like, I didn't, I mean, it's fucking, it's the alley, so it's kind of like hard to see people when they do come because it's so fucking condensed. It's like a stick of butter, like, but like people. But like, um, I was like, somebody told me and I was like, oh, cool. I was like, all right, cool, they're here. Like, that's the thing is like, I mean, I am like, I've been, I remember cl- and, um, the fucking uh, girls just wanna have fun. Um, I like, that was like my, like, that and Cloud 99 by Machine Girl were like my pandemic theme songs. Like I literally like listened to that like them into the ground and like I don't even want to say like Blade saved my life because like, that's not true. But it felt like he did. And so like and even I was just like, okay. Like he's just like and you know what? I think what changes what changed that like for me is just like 
like getting to know people that like I had seen on the internet and being and been like conceived of them as just like wow like you have like X amount of followers. That's Please, kind of like, crazy. if and you then, come to LA things and you're like a 19 year old listener of this podcast, like, if you come to LA things, like, don't mob people like that you know from the internet. That's so embarrassing. Like, and like, it just makes shit like unsafe. Like, don't be annoying. Don't be cringe. It's our safe space. Like, be cool. Don't take photos. Like, please don't be annoying. Yeah. And like, I mean, and I think- I'm saying this as someone who's like not even like popping on the internet like that, who has like been approached like on the street, like, yes, and been no, like, are right? you final form female? Like, be normal. Like, be so normal. <laughs> just do the quintessential, like, I like your outfit. And then, like, you know, you can be like, I'll be just like, Thanks. people have been like, oh my God, the people that come up to me and be like, are you so and so from my like, and they'll like clock me from my like stealth meme account. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like you guys are weird. <laughs> and I like, and, like, that's the thing is like, I'm, I have like not even 4,000 followers on Instagram. And like, that's happened to me before. And I'm just kind of like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I am. Cause I'm very like, I definitely think I foster like a parasocial relationship with people online just cause I tell them all my fucking business. And people, <laughs> I remember somebody saw me at a rave and then, like, was like, oh, like, are you persnickety? I was like, yeah. And then they gave me, like, a cigarette. They're like, oh, I know you want this. And I was uh, like, oh. I love that. I was like, yeah. That just, Wait. like, shows the power of the niche micro influencer. <laughs> yeah. Like, people want to have, like, a parasocial relationship, I think, with someone who isn't that big. So yeah, they want to gatekeep you. Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a pretty, like, open person on the internet, like, partially because like I just really don't have a, a lot of the times I like think I'm posting close friends but it's just <laughs> and like I I'm like, like cool with people like approaching me but I what I don't like it, it's like I don't like it when people approach me and they're like I follow you on Instagram and then I'm just like because I'm like I don't know what you want me to do with that and like somebody was like oh yeah I follow you but you don't follow me back Oh my god, I do that. They'll be like, don't be fake and follow me back. And I'm like, I don't want to follow your weird ass on Instagram. And they always have weird posts. Like the amount of like weird ass, like OnlyFans creators that I've had to like do a follow back on because like I'm just like trying to be nice and like it's just like them doing like the Ahegao like face. Like, oh my god. And I'm like, stop it. I don't want to see this on Instagram. But anyway, I'm I'm like mad. I'm undoxable. Don't try me. Like I am very private. Like even though I am public, because there are weird people out there. I always there forget that they exist. I think I know. Okay, I know that they exist, but like it's yet to be like that much of a problem because I am kind of quote like small. Yeah, and I'm, like, you try to dox me, I'll brand. dox you the fuck back. Cause like, bitch, don't fuck, <laughs> don't try. Fuck, don't fuck with the Chinese girl with autism. Cause <laughs> I will post your home address. I will post your mama's address, your grandma's address. Like I will post where you work. I will email them. I will, I will leak where you thrift. I will go on the website that shows like, if you took out a PPP loan in 2020 <laughs> and I will post how much your parents took out for their small business. Like, don't even fucking try me. Don't you dare. And I, like, I think that like the thing with, um, going get back to heaven. Um, the thing with like the kind of people who do buy heaven are again, like the kind of people who really want to cater, not even cater to, I mean like 
um, like build and sustain parasocial relationships with their favorite creators or like whatever. And like not even creators, like artists ultimately um, and like figures. I wouldn't describe Dasha Nekrasova as an artist or okay, a creator. So, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Forgot, forgot about, about okay, like yeah, create. I guess creator is like honestly more no, general. No, Heaven would do a collab with Hitler if he had 10K <laughs> and some loud. It's no, so loud. And like, uh, like at least one Pinterest post with him <laughs> on it. I mean, I'm sure he has Pinterest posts. Um, anyways but like um, when it comes to that like I think that the kind of people who like are like ex- uh, what do you call it like not even not culpable but like are like gullible. susceptible yeah yeah gullible to like parasocial relationships or like are the kind of and are the kind of people who like um, again want to sustain that are the kind of people that literally buy like Mark like, jo- like Mark Jacobs Heaven because that's kind of what the basis of their marketing is, mm. is like this person that you like a lot, where's this? So that means like you should too. And they're like, wow, I really like, I mean, I'm sure that like- And they it, look funny in the clothes because they don't even like be wearing that normally. Exactly. <laughs> like it's like, it's very, you can clearly see like, like in their eyes. Like the when they put yeah. Echo in that horrible, like that red wig. synthetic wig I from like Party that City. Wig. You're sick. I, I thought it was. I think it's because it was like obviously they put him against the lockers, like he's a seventeen-year-old in like this <laughs> horrific like orange and purple combination with jeans that he would never ever wear. It's like yeah. put him back in that one like dirty, stinky ass Anna Bolina shirt that he wore the entire tour. Like that's more <laughs> echo. That, and like the um the blade shoot that okay, blade. Do not take this to heart if you're somehow listening to this. I don't think Blade is very attractive in the face. Oh no! Like we met him in person, and, and he, he was he was somehow worse in person. But he was very kind. <laughs> He's a very kind person in person, or like what we like we didn't really interact with him that that much. But he was really nice. He's like not like stealth sexy. Like he literally looks like a nerd. Yeah, yeah but like that's like I think like that's the appeal. Is like he could have easily been like with that kind of like like almost like Drake pilled in the sense where he's like. He was like a nerd and then became famous and then was like, oh, fuck bitches. They only want me for my money. But no, he's just nice. Well, and- I don't know. Blade, if you're listening to this, um, you can pay me and I will do like a plastic surgery consultation because like I have suggestions for like buckle fat removal about chin filler. Like I really think that like I and I know the doctors like you need to see Dr. Cow like instantly. <laughs> and like, I mean, he is he is ugly and like somehow the heaven shoot made him uglier. And that was like my big problem. <laughs> was like i looked at that shoot and the, i like i fit i had a physical the picture like, of like him smiling oh like, yeah and okay. he was like he was cute in the sense that like he's like he has a very cute like um like aura yeah. you know what i mean and that's shown through the photos but like let's <laughs> like plain and simple like through the facts objectively he was ugly in the shoot and he, it was bad and it just looked, didn't make any sense he kind of looked like like my friends in high school that like did nothing but play League of Legends all day. In yeah. The like, and I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It looks no, like but- he's addicted to like California PCP weed. <laughs> <laughs> like the I, PCP carts. I just think like if Heaven Mark Jacobs needs like a new marketing strategy, I think they should like follow in Kanye's footsteps and do like, like a anti-Semitic ha- tweets. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Very public breakdowns. What they should do uh, is they should pay different celebrities to have very public breakdowns and they can all be in theme with the new collection. So they do like an oh. anti-Semitism collection. <laughs> they do Charlie XCX transphobia collection. <laughs> 
I like honestly didn't know that I needed this until now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want this. I think, and like that's the thing is that they they literally fucking Ava's gonna watch this and be like, oh my god, guys. I know what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting and, theme fashion. Yeah, the, and, and like, that's why I feel like it's going to, I think I really don't see heaven lasting long at all. Unless, like, I honestly feel like after the this next podcast, week, you're over, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's over for you. I feel like the next frontier for heaven is probably going to be something that isn't closed because they did like the event and it was like their inaugural inaugural event. And I don't know if it was supposed to be celebrating anything. I think they were just throwing an event. I think that they're going it to was be for some their some, drop, right? Was it? I don't know. I don't pay. Wait, what was for their job? Oh, the the like, party that they did in New York. Oh, was that what I, it was for? It was, like it was like for Fashion Week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or was it? No, was it no, it wasn't. It, it, was, it, was, it, before, was, it was a it was while before Fashion ago. Week. Yeah, weird. Um, and like I think that I think like that's the thing is like they're like they're now entering the four dimensional space. Yeah. And like they're going. I think that it's going to be. They're going to have to sustain that. But I, I honestly, even then, I again, they're fan base is all just going to move on to like the next big thing i don't know what that's going to be um but they're all going to like there's going to be a mass exodus from yeah. from like the heaven store on melrose it's gonna be the same so i don't know if y'all remember the fucking like um like golf wang hype oh yeah, yeah. The, like, dude there is like a los angeles before and a los angeles after golf Gulf wang a hundred percent i used to like i went into the golf wang store twice um, like way back when this was um uh not my freshman year of college it was honestly probably before then when I was like came when I got into USC and I just like came to LA um and like I liked Golf Wang like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna lie but like Golf Wang is no longer like I, I don't know who cares about it at this point and I have yet to meet like I literally sold like my 14 year old smoking PCP cards Car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like those are, and even then they're probably wearing heaven now oh my god they that's, are yeah. that's the thing it's like I like and I'm at the like a, where so the age that people are starting to wear heaven is like the age that I was when I was like wearing golf wig and I took the route of just being like okay I can't really like like I remember in um, Spanish class it was like the first job um, of like the shoes and I had a pop quiz in Spanish class and I knew that because like my friends in the period before told me you're gonna have to pop quiz and I went up to my teacher I was like okay there are these shoes that I really want can I <laughs> buy them first and then do the quiz and she was like what do they look like and like I showed them to her and she was like those are ugly <laughs> and I was like okay but I really want them she was like cool she, she was like fine she um, based it off the way the shoes look <laughs> she was like I like, don't see any value in you doing this and I was like okay I failed the quiz but like I got the shoes and um uh, after like those were I mean the shoes were like a hundred bucks that's like not bad for brand new shoes that are quote yeah. limited edition that's pretty reasonable yeah and like I um like I wore them into the ground and then I sold them on like Depop for like not that much like afterwards and like I afterwards I realized it wasn't sustainable to be that kind of sort of like I was like hype isn't sustainable if you're like not rich then there's no, honestly no point in like cultivating that for yourself yeah. and like through just like thrifting and like things I just realized okay this is just like I have to be eclectic about it quote unquote and like develop my like aesthetic sensibilities so that it's like more affordable for me to be fashionable yeah. essentially and now like it's like one of those things where um every single thing that I get like I don't spend more than like 
let's say $50 on something unless I like have like I need to like do like a pros and cons list like I'm like yeah. really like deliberate about it and like that's why um <clears throat> that's like the thing is like that's why I didn't fall into like I could have been a grown-ass adult wearing heaven like if I just kept the same mindset of just like hype is like real and like hype is like you know like, tr- like whatever and even then like golf was hype at the time but it wasn't like um I, there wasn't that much of a, like a community. So, well, there was a community like like centered around it. It was definitely not like I think Mark Jacobs Heaven level of hype because it was a very it's more niche than Mark Jacobs by Heaven because it's like technically streetwear well, and I, it's like also like I based off Tyler Creator. I don't know. The next thing is gonna be like Mr. Beast is like a Zoomer <laughs> like fast fashion brand <laughs> that's like a um, Fortnite like corpse husband collection. No, <laughs> I, I would buy that. Okay, should should we do an ins and outs list? Uh, yeah. Okay, so ins and outs. What is in? Go out. Yeah. I think that being non-binary for a few years and then deciding if you want to transition uh, and uh, not be non-binary anymore, I think that's in. I think that's, I think that's in and we'll yeah. never go out. Yeah, yeah, I think really uh, taking some time on any decision. <laughs> on it, yeah, <laughs> taking, taking Thinking time, really hard. Taking time on stuff like, you know, like your entire like gender and transitioning yourself. Or on buying expensive good. shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Take your time. Critical yeah, thinking. The, the, I guess like the theme of this podcast today is take your time and think about what you are doing. <laughs> 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 take a step back. Take a Don't step. talk like, to Blade at the Rave. Like, let's reflect. Let's reflect yeah. on the choices we're making. <laughs> what else is in? Um, I keep seeing like more people talking about like Maoism and Buddhism and Taoism. So definitely mm. being Chinese. <laughs> you know, China is up next. China is guys. very up next. I'm putting it on. Like maybe y'all didn't know before, but like in a year, all the chat casts will be like uh, Buddhists. They'll be telling you the difference between Chinese Zen Buddhism and Japanese Zen Buddhism. So different, so different. There's a lot of lore, which is why you have to start getting into it now before it becomes trendy. Like start like on your Duolingo shit now. It's Google, coming. Google the, Bodhidharma. Yeah, the Chinese wave is coming, y'all. Oh God, what else is in? Aloe vera, pomegranate juice. Uh, <laughs> in is like not having like brand loyalty for a person. Uh, and the, for, for in the context of like Rex Orange County stands, like becoming like rape apologists. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, why are you listening to Rex Orange County? In the first, place. first of all, like what is wrong with you? I, thought, I honestly, like when that news broke, I was like, not even why are we talking about this, but like, why is it like? Uh, why is it a news? surprise? Like, like, I thought, okay, I operate on the assumption that all men are rapists. Like, <laughs> and that is how I enter a room. And I, well, I could just like tell from like the wrinkles on a man's face and like the way so he grooms his eyebrows if he's raped someone before, which is just sort of like a quality that comes surviving in the world as a woman. Like I can clock a rapist like immediately. <laughs> so I'm just like, why, why are we shocked? Like it's normal. Yeah, he has the kind of like, Rough that a yeah a rapist and he makes the music yeah no exactly um I think well okay obviously like as you said being like being like a fucking like loyal to like a fucking famous person is that's not, out not look yeah. that's out so it's like the and like the opposite of that is in endless have a personality and curate your own personality yeah like 
Let's be like be original. Be yourself. Be yourself, guys. <laughs> be yourself. Be yourself. In like, ten years, it won't matter what jeans you wore. Individuality <laughs> is in. Yeah, it is, and, and like that's, not fake individuality. Yeah. yeah, like actual, real, like individuality, which ultimately takes time. Okay, like, to I, be think, individual I think I think out. Um, I think out is being kind of like an uncritical barb right now. I think barbs yeah. need yeah. to be involved in like a barb struggle session, or like maybe someone just needs to like d- <laughs> DM. Nicki Minaj and be like, hey, what's going on? Because like you're tweeting like you're addicted to Percocets and like we need to talk. <laughs> I want to message this to the Discord channel, the the Barb Discord. Yeah, Barb. and like I feel like it's like almost like a cry for help. Like the past two years, she's just been like alienating mad people for no reason. And I mean, like the shit with Lotto, like that's maybe like justified. But the shit with Megan, like I really don't think Megan did anything. She didn't. She literally didn't. She literally didn't. I don't know. Like Nicki Minaj is getting old. She's getting jealous and like. I'm not going to say her prime is over because like it never will be because she's an icon and like a legend. But I'm like, why? Because you are a legend is the reason why you shouldn't be jealous. Yeah, you literally, yeah. there's no, you're you wasting your time. You don't like, we need know to that compete because you are Mariah, bitch. Like you yeah. don't remember. But you're in a league of your own and like trying to like shoot other people down because you think they're encroaching on your territory is literally futile because they're literally just, going it, in a different direction. It, I feel like when people like... I feel like when people like Nikki respond to like shit like that and like, you know, feed into it, you're like she's losing. She's automatically losing because oh, she's recognizing a, the yeah, opponent. Yeah, by even like recognizing it. Cause like if like like you are Nicki Minaj, like shit like that shouldn't phase you, but it phasing you is like kind of just like ruining that whole like identity you yeah, built for and yourself. And I know that barbs are supposed to be like the most toxic like fandom. They're like the female equivalent of slimes mm. online. But I feel like we need to craft like a medium space for people who are barbs but are just like like Nikki, what's wrong? Like Yeah, like I, don't know. I love you, Nikki. But yeah. like you need to like stop like getting involved with all of this shit. Cause it's just like I don't know. It's just like it's not cute. It's it not really cute. Isn't. It's not cute. I think that there we will soon craft like a like a barb critical experienced space like for as like an azealia banks like enthusiast and like encyclopedia of like everything that she's ever said like i think that i have personally found a space where i can like really appreciate her and like think that she's like super intelligent and smart and then mm-hmm. also recognize when she's being jealous and when she's being petty and putting down other women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing in is nuance nuance is in nuance is in and also what's in is um color theory as applied in apply, when applied to outfits true. i think so that true. that's like i really don't like it when i'm like looking at somebody's outfits and it's literally like an assault on my eyes or like <laughs> an outfit that you like somebody that's colorblind can't perceive oh my God. <laughs> that like trips me out and like granted like it, it, i'm not saying it never works but like i just think that it's in to like move away from that yeah. i also think what then what what is out to me i think is that sort of like a eclectic like I, there's a name for it I forget but like the eclectic sort of like rich white girl fashion where they just throw like a random shit on and the, then like, the random, weird girl. Girl. Core. randomized sim core randomized sim they like call it the weird oh, girl aesthetic no. isn't it no cause like Luke Blovad has like a very like, like Luke Blovad if you're listening to this I will fight you meet me <laughs> in the clothes. parking lot <laughs> take your clothes <laughs> off not in a sexual way uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like not Luke Blovad core because it's like it like his is like steeped in like 
put irony. It's a post irony because it's like he's no, because the minions are fucking over. Like, let go of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Let go of Roblox. Like, I started and ended that shit. Like, get over <laughs> like, it. Stop trying no, to fucking that, beat like, the me. The Roblox, the Minecraft, the like, those are all like, it's over. Like, it's done. It's with. not even funny. It's been not funny. Yeah, that is why. I I disagree. I think Roblox is actually becoming more popular recently. Well, yeah. I mean, no, but like that's wearing Roblox I, ironically is is out. Oh like, yeah. Wearing it, like being sincere about like your appreciation for Roblox is in because it's a good game. Like the amount of like I don't know if I'm just like on like the worst like <laughs> algorithm ever, but the amount of like Roblox I get like well, on Roblox TikTok. Roblox is funny. It's a fun game. The amount like, of like <laughs> Reddit posts over like sped up subways surfers videos oh or like little kids <laughs> on roblox that, that shit will always be in yeah i like that shit will forever be in like like i love the like hyper stimulation of like watching that and then listening to like something or like, about like, or like abusive relationships or like the videos where it's like the person like making slime and it's like a clip from a movie on the top <laughs> what <laughs> have you not seen no, those i've seen no. them and it's like they use the like chinese text-to-speech to like yeah. re- describe what happened in the movie oh, I'm yeah. like, yes, 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 it's yes, like yes. it's like the girl is lost on the train or something <laughs> like <laughs> um, so i feel like some of them they literally don't even like say the plot of the movie they just make up their own i'm like obsessed happening. with that because like now i don't even need to watch the movie i <laughs> yeah, can just like, watch a tiktok like, like that's perfect i used to watch a lot of movies through cinema sins <laughs> Just like, oh. <laughs> and like, I would just then talk to people like about the movie as if I'd watched it. And like, it's like Spark USC notes, School but... of Film graduate. <laughs> yeah, USC film, the best and brightest of USC film <laughs> right here at Pirate Studios. <laughs> um, uh, I think like in is, um, in is like the, the sort of like the kind of person that tips really well at restaurants and yes. service and that will never out but also what's in is also being critical about tipping as a culture because like why the fuck do you have to be like responsible for the livelihood of somebody's like you because know isn't it it's just america that has like, yeah, like tipping yeah. is like literally if you were to tip like at any in any other country they'd be like are you saying i'm poor <laughs> yeah. you like, give them money and they're like um actually i don't need that but like here they like, get paid a living wage yeah <laughs> all right I think that that concludes it. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Create Mode Podcast. Um, hopefully we'll start filming soon. So maybe you'll be able to watch us on YouTube. That is not a promise. So um, yeah, uh, <laughs> like and subscribe and share this podcast with your equally deranged friends. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you finish cleaning your room at the end of the yeah also disclaimer if you disagree with any of this or you're mad as fuck like don't be because we're literally like four 20 something year olds like <laughs> sitting in a room passing around a burnt yeah. bait. so <laughs> like <laughs> so like but we're also very intelligent and enlightened yeah and you should listen to us yes. and if you aren't it's because you are wrong true very true okay bye, bye.